2: Time now for the Brian Barrett Show on EEI.
3: So things kind of changed from your decompression when America was told that you were retiring on Saturday afternoon. And we haven't heard from you uh, as to whether or not that was the case or is the case. Has anything changed with you since we last spoke on Let's Go regarding your retirement?
4: You know, it was a good week for me. And I'm just still going through the process that I said I was going through. So sometimes it, it takes some time to really evaluate how you feel and what you want to do. And, and uh, I think when the time's right, I'll be ready to make a decision one way or another, just like I said last week.
5: All right, so that was Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast tonight on SiriusXM with Scratchy, his boy Jim Gray. They had Joe Burrow on as well. But so all the reporting comes out over the weekend, Adam Schefter, Jeff Darlington, back to Jason Lock and Fora on Friday. He's the first guy to kind of come out and say this. And then Schefter and Darlington had reporting. And then Ann Rappaport had reporting as well that Tom Brady is going to step away from the NFL. And then Brady goes on his Let's Go podcast today. And he essentially says, no, I haven't made a decision yet. Are you buying it whatsoever? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. If I make it, my tooth is killing me or my where my tooth used to be. I got a tooth extracted today. I'm in pain, okay? This is my Jordan flu game tonight, okay? I'm going to try to be as good as Jordan was in that flu game, although some people think it was food poisoning. Nonetheless, so are you buying this, though, that Tom Brady actually hasn't made up his mind yet? Because I don't believe it whatsoever. I really don't. So a couple of other things as part of this. Like, I'm not upset that Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington Came out and they reported this on Saturday when they did. Adam Schefter is maybe the best newsbreaker from a sports perspective in the history of the industry, right? Who's broken more stories than Adam Schefter? I guess maybe you can look in the NBA side and say Adrian Wojnarowski, but of course, this is a bigger league than is the NBA. So, and by the way, the other guy with Adam Schefter in this reporting is Jeff Darlington. And Jeff Darlington, of course, is somebody that's been dialed into the Brady camp for the last couple of years now, going back to when Brady made the first decision to leave the New England Patriots, right? So when you look at all those different aspects to it, I can't believe that those guys are putting stuff out there that they're not 100% sure it's true. So I don't have an issue like this whole idea that, oh, Brady needed to do this on his own that Brady should have been the one that said this, and this takes away from Brady's moment. I'm sorry, I don't have the sympathy, sympathy with Tom that this got leaked out there. If anything, that means clean up your own house. First of all, think about all the hints that Tom put out there. You canceled the final episode of Man in the Arena. Okay, now one of the things was I believed at the time, all right, well, maybe Tom doesn't want to do this because what if, say, there's stuff about the Rams on there? Or there's stuff about a different opponent on there that, like, say, for example, the Packers, that the Bucks could have played in the postseason, and they were talking about that game. Okay, that made sense to me at the time. But the man in the arena episode still hasn't come out yet. So the reason for that is obviously they're holding it until Brady announces his retirement. And this is going to be part of his whole retirement thing there. So Tom Brady is putting stuff out there that is basically indicating that he is going to retire. And another thing I would mention is this. If Tom didn't want this to come out there, don't have your manager, Ben Rowitz, out there calling up other quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, hey, Mac Jones apparently got a call as well, and basically saying, hey, you want me to be your manager going forward? So because all these little things are there, you have all these breadcrumbs, It's on Brady and Brady's camp and the people around Brady that this got out there. So, And I know his father's really upset about what's going on. I'm sorry. This is just the reality of how the world works. If you're going to put all this stuff out there, all these clues, eventually when you have a reporter like Adam Schefter and a guy like Jeff Darlington that knows you as well as he does, this stuff's going to get out there. So I have no sympathy for that whatsoever because what happens if Schefter doesn't put it out there first? What if Schefter and Darlington don't put out this story? Well, then Ian Rappaport gets the story first. This is their job. They're a newsbreaker, so when they have information and they have reliable sources, they're going to go with said information and they're going to put it out there. So I didn't have an issue with that whatsoever in terms of this information getting out there before Brady perfectly wanted it to get out there. Now, the other thing that's interesting to me about this is today, Curtis on the morning show said that He was going back and forth uh, forth apparently with Florio. And Curtis said this morning that it turns out people editing the final episode of Man in the Arena told Adam Schefter about this, that Brady was going to step away. And the final episode of Man in the Arena will be a retirement announcement from Brady, which is why they felt so confident to go with this without checking with either Tom Brady or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if you're Adam Schefter, you're getting information which, oh, by the way, this is dialed into ESPN as well. This is on ESPN+. plus You're getting information from those guys that are putting out the Tom Brady documentary, the man in the arena thing, that, yeah, Tom's going to retire after the season. That's why we haven't put that out yet. That's why we haven't done the episode yet, because this is going to be Tom's ceremony to retire. So I have no issue with what Chafter did, no issue with Darlington said, and everything seems to be there. Like, does anybody believe by what Tom Brady said, and we just played the audio for you, that that means that there's a chance that Tom Brady's actually coming back. And I think there's other elements to this as well. Obviously, we know the family aspect that Brady's been playing for all these years, and we know all the stories about that Giselle wanted him to retire years ago. And as Seth Wickersham wrote on ESPN.com, that she whispered into his ear last year after the Super Bowl, what else do you have to prove? So we know that family aspect has all been there. And the other thing I would add to this is just from a pure football perspective, Do you think Brady wanted to come back to that team again? And I know Wickersham wrote about just how it's different. It's not as buttoned up as the Patriots organization with Belichick, etc. But think about this. Brady's final year in New England was not a good one. And I know that there was... I'm not saying Tom sucked or anything along those lines. Obviously, it was a down year for Tom statistically. It was a down year for the Patriots. But I'm not saying like, oh, Tom was so bad his final season. No, I'm just pointing out it was a miserable year for Tom. And I understand that a lot of that had to do with things that were out of Tom's control, right? He was upset with the contract situation. He was upset with the weapons, okay? And the roster, I think we would all acknowledge that the roster, and they're still working to try to build up their roster here with the Patriots, that their roster is not where it needed to be to be Super Bowl caliber, if you will, right? After they won the Super Bowl in 18, they didn't do a good enough job building that roster in 19. Now, I would blame some of that on Rob Gronkowski, where he waited so long to retire. That's part of the equation that goes into all this. But the roster wasn't great. That's the reality of where they were at in 19. So, Brady just had a recent experience in 2019 of playing for a team that had basically finished up its second dynastic run. And you could tell it was the end of the road for that core and that group of players. Edelman was after the Super Bowl MVP. He comes back, but you could tell he had a great season at 19, but he was banged up at the end of the year, could barely lift up his arm. We all know that you had turnover on the roster in terms of basically no tight ends whatsoever. So he really wasn't working from a position of strength as the quarterback of that team, and he knew at that point that he didn't have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Remember, he famously said that he was the most miserable 8-0 quarterback of all time. Yeah, the Patriots' defense looked good for the majority of the season, but then... At the end, it tailed off, and when they played good competition, similarly to this year, they completely fell off. So if you just look at it from a pure football standpoint, don't you think that 2019 memory has to come back to Tom Brady in terms of what that Tampa Bay roster could look like? Now, I understand that you didn't have uh, Tristan rather in the NFC Divisional round, and in all likelihood, he's going to be back next year. It's an ankle sprain. But just think about some of the guys there on that roster that could be gone. Chris Godwin played on the franchise tag, and quite frankly, credit to him, he didn't put up a fuss about playing on the franchise tag because he was trying to win another championship with Tom. Now, unfortunately, he goes down midway through that season with a torn ACL, but now he is a free agent, and now he's going to be looking to cash in. Jason Pierre-Paul. He pretty much looked like he was done this year. Was not the same player, and he was battling an injury throughout the year. But he was clearly not the same player in 2021 that he was in 2020. He had a really good stretch run there. Now, Ryan Jensen, his center, who, of course, got hurt in the divisional round as well. Ryan Jensen is a free agent. And Ryan Jensen is a guy that, and look, Brady deserves some credit for this, but Jensen's a really good center. He's going to get money on the open market. In fact, I haven't done the whole research project on who the top centers are this year in terms of the free agency class, but Jensen's going to get paid a lot of money, and in all likelihood, he's going to be out of Tampa's price range. And Ndamukong Sue is a free agent, and it looks like Ndamukong Sue. I don't know how much longer Sue has to play, but he's still a relatively good player, and he was really good last year. Now this year, the whole thing with Stafford and the division around, I mean, that was just... What we've known of Sue's entire career couldn't control his temper. Although I did think that Stafford kind of kicked him. But you pick up that penalty. You don't need to do that. you were going to get off the field. But nonetheless, Sue's a good player on that defensive line. He could be gone. Rob Gronkowski, of course, Tom Brady's friend. He looked a little bit creaky at times this year. And in all likelihood, he's going to retire after the season. And Brady knows what he has with Gronk. So that's Godwin, JPP, Ryan Jensen, Sue, Gronk. And let's not dismiss this from sort of a brain drain criteria, if you will. You have Byron Lefwitch, who, of course, him and Brady developed a rhythm, right? Because remember last season when Brady put up the four fingers because he thought it was fourth down and it wasn't, and at that particular point in time, the Bucks were 7-5, and five, and everybody was questioning whether or not Tom made the right decision and all this different type of stuff. After that, you could clearly see that there was a change offensively where Brady got more of the power and he was able to put more of the Patriots offense into the Buccaneers offense and Byron Leftwich and him were on the same page. So he's going to be out of the equation as well. And now that means what are you directly dealing with Bruce Arians, who we all know is a clown to begin with. Win or lose, we booze. So Brady looks at that roster. He says, okay, Godwin was my slot guy. The guy's incredibly dependable. Gronk's not the same player anymore, and all likely he's done. Now, if I come back, I can convince Gronk to come back, but I don't know how good Gronk's going to be. And I know Brady would never say this to Gronk, but you don't know how good Gronk's going to be. JPP's not the same player he's done. Ryan Jensen, my center, he's looking for a big payday. He's probably not coming back. And is a free agent, and he's probably not coming back. So if you're Tom Brady, you have a recent example in your head of what it was like playing in 2019 when he was miserable. And this comes back to my, or this is now my theory on this, is Tom Brady about two weeks ago was talking about the comments that he's always made about, I'm going to play until I suck. And then he changed and he said what I really meant by that was I'm going to play until I'm a championship caliber quarterback. And if you kind of read between the lines of that, what it says to me is I'm going to play until I have chances to win the Super Bowl. And when Brady looks at this roster and what it's going to be going forward, I believe that Brady looked at it and said, you know what? We're not going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. So you know what? I just had a really good season. Maybe this is it for me. I got my Super Bowl championship. I've had enough of it. I don't believe this is going to work out longer. Long term in Tampa, and by long term, I mean one or two more years. So you know what I should do? Let me have good memories at Tampa and let me get out of here. And oh, by the way, his buddy Antonio Brown turned on him this year. And Antonio Brown was really good at the beginning of the year. He was really good in the stretch run last year. So that's another weapon Brady wouldn't have coming back. So I do believe there is a football element to this. It's not just a Giselle factor. I believe the football element of the Buccaneers not being championship caliber anymore. That weighed into Brady's decision as well. And I know Brady says he hasn't made a decision, but let's be real about this. He certainly has. All right. is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So... What do you make of Brady's decision? Are you buying into the fact at all that he, or I should say this. First of all, what did you make of the reporting? Did you have an issue with it? Secondarily, do you believe Brady at all that he hasn't made a decision yet? I'm not buying it. What do you think the reasons are for Brady moving on? And there's this element to this. You knew I was going to go here. Is this vindication? Is Bill vindicated for making this decision to say you know what we got to move on from tom 617-779-7937 the number brian barrett with you up until midnight here on wei
0: marlonian fourier
1: weekdays two to six now
2: here's what's trending on weei
5: all right trending now on wei and wei.com well it was reported over the weekend by adam schefter and jeff darlington that tom brady was retiring Brady responded to the report on his Let's Go podcast. Brady saying sometimes it takes some time to really evaluate how you feel and what you want to do. I think when the time's right, I'll be able to make my decision one way or another, just like I said last week. So there you go. According to Brady, he still hasn't made up his mind. Sorry, not buying it. Josh McDaniels introduced this afternoon as the Raiders head coach. Dave Ziegler is the new GM there in Vegas, of course. The Seas beat the Heat 122-92. Jason Tatum finished with 20-12. and Jalen Brown, 29. The Seas will host the Hornets on Wednesday night. Oh, by the way, the Celtics have now won 9 of 13. When Jason Tatum and Robert Williams are on the court together this month, they're outscoring opponents by 17.1 points per 100 possessions. I'd say the Celtics are starting to come together here, okay? Get them some help, Brad. Get Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum some help, please. Uh, By the way, the Bees will host the Kraken on Tuesday. They fell to the stars 6-1 on Sunday. That was an ugly one. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
3: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're right back to what you want to hear. More of Brian Barrett on EEI. The last two months of the season were
7: just different, and... You know, I heard about it. Obviously, Adam Shepard and Jeff Darlington heard about it. You know, it just seemed like that he started to get more interested in some of the things that he had started to create this season that really had nothing to do with football. Most obviously, the Brady brand. And, you know, I think that when Adam and Jeff had that report, I think it was a week ago, that he was you know, noncommittal towards returning. I think that was a, that was a big tell.
5: All right, that was Seth Wickersham earlier today on The Greg Hill Show. Very interesting comments there from Wickersham. He talked about the interest he has in the Brady brand. So I'm wondering if this is part of what Tom's going to pay his closest attention to, like besides his family and his retirement, the Brady brand, because it doesn't feel like Tom can just be like a normal... Athlete that retires right because a lot of them go into media. Look, we got Fourier and we got Wiggy here. That's what a lot of guys do. They go into media. A lot of guys go into coaching, right? So he's not going to go into coaching. That's for damn sure. I could see him do media appearances, right? Like, I know a lot of people have brought up the Manning cast. Like, maybe he goes on there every once in a while, but he's never going to be like in the Romo role where he's doing games every week, although I would enjoy that because I don't want to see Romo on TV anymore. That guy sucks. Anyway, that's a topic for later on tonight. But anyway, just getting back to the Brady equation on this.
2: Maybe Maybe one day I will be an owner and I can make all the decisions that I
5: want. Oh, so Justin, you think he's trying to get into ownership? He might maybe. I don't know. Okay. I like that take. It's a strong take. I like it. Now, LeBron has said he wants to get into ownership. So, I don't know. Brady's got that kind of money to get into ownership, but maybe he can get into an ownership group like A-Rod did, right? A-Rod's part of the ownership group with the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's like the face of it. So, maybe Brady does that. That's a good thought, Justin. The,
2: face of the, the, the $50 t-shirts are going to go a
5: long way in helping him get the money to be an owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. So, hey, save that off so you have it. So, in, uh, you know, like a decade from now when Brady starts owning a team. You'll have it on record that you were right. You predicted this. But maybe he does want to get more into the apparel thing, and he's going to try to push the Brady brand because we saw him try to push it midway through the season, which was probably very strategical because he knew that eventually he was going to retire at the end of the season. But I just think about this for a second here. How difficult it would be for Tom to sit on his couch on Sunday afternoons and watch these NFL games knowing that he's better than probably every quarterback except one or two, and he may even still think he's better than those guys. I mean, you could make a real convincing argument, and I would, and based on all the analytics, Brady was the best player in the sport this year from a quarterback position. I, Donald always wins like the, all the advanced stuff in terms of all the players, but Brady plays a more important position. So I would argue that Brady was the MVP. So how do you sit back and watch these games on Sunday next year knowing you're better than all those guys? How do you do it, right? Like and my whole thing is Ben. Like Ben Roethlisberger, he's going to watch these games next year. He knows he's not better than these guys. Ben sucks. He's done. When Peyton Manning walked off in 15, barely he could barely throw the ball 20 yards. He retired. He knew watching games in 16, he couldn't do it anymore. I see it all the time in sports when Paul Pierce retired just to bring it back locally. Pierce knew he couldn't do it anymore. He was done. He was fat at the end of his career, right? I shouldn't say fat. He's a little loose in the cage. He was out of shape for an NBA player. But Brady, he's not going to be in that state. He's still going to know he can do it. Now, like the one thing I would come back to is what I mentioned a little bit earlier is maybe he just realized he can't get it done with this team. So he will come back and he will he will look at it and say, okay, yeah, I'm better than all these guys, but the team's not good enough. Do I want to do what I did in 2019 with the Patriots when we were done? I knew we couldn't win a championship. I feel like if Brady looks at this Bucks team and really doesn't believe he can win a championship, that's as big of a reason as anything else, including family. alright seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the number. So on the table tonight, do you believe the reporting that Brady's got to retire or do you believe Brady actually really hasn't made his decision also, if you want to weigh in on is Bill vindicated now from moving on to to from Tom and eventually, of course, landing with Mac? Does that make that decision the right decision? Considering it appears Brady's retiring in the coming weeks or so, let's kick it off with Rick. He is in Plymouth tonight. Hey, Rick.
3: How on guys? I, okay, for starters, I believe Thomas played his last down. I know he I think even he believes he's won his last Super Bowl. Yep. And he's not coming back to anything less. Right. He's too egotistical and narcissistic not to.
5: Yeah, so know, Rick, Tampa let me ask you this. Rick, let me ask you this. Sure. Because I agree with you on that. So let's say the hypothetical was the cap situation was great for the Bucks. Jen said it was coming back. You're going to get a healthy Godwin. You have Evans. You have all your weapons. Byron Leftwich is still going to be there. And you can maybe add pieces. Do you think he'd be back then?
3: I think if all that fell into place, I think he'd think about it. I don't know if it'd be a definite yes. I See, think I his think wife he would, is a big Rick.
5: factor, too. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the wife's a big factor, too. But I think if he had a chance to win a Super Bowl next year and he knew it, I don't if think he'd he be walking truly away. If he
3: believes that he has a chance to win the Super Bowl next year, yes, I think he'd come back. Yeah, and I, think I don't think he does, Rick. He I don't think he does. Yep. He doesn't I- want to go out on that game. He doesn't want to go out on that game. The other question you asked about Bill,
7: mm-hmm.
3: I believe, listen, I believe in Bill from the start of this whole thing. We're two years ahead of the program had we kept Brady. So, I mean, at that point, I like where Mac Jones is right now. I like where the Patriots are right now. I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl next year, but we're going in the right direction, at least as far as rebuild goes.
5: Yeah, Rick, and I appreciate – go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. You had one more thought? Sorry. Okay, Rick's done. 617-779-7937, the number if you want to grab Rick's number. Sorry, Rick, didn't mean to cut you off at the end there. But just real quick, to piggyback off Rick was saying, because I threw the question out there and I will answer it, you're not going to be surprised by my answer. I do believe Bill's vindicated for a couple of reasons. The first one is, what we're finding out from Tom right now is that Tom's done after two years in Tampa. So that means he would have spent two more years with the Patriots. So in 2020, the Patriots are not winning a Super Bowl, basically the same roster you had in 19. Now 2021, you were able to add some pieces. Now you wouldn't be able to add all those pieces because of Tom's Salary, but nonetheless, I mean, Belichick certainly did miss on some guys as it pertains to the free agency. Like Johnu Smith, and although I believe there's more stuff they can do with Johnu, I'll get into that in a later day. We get plenty of time in the off season. But the point being, if Bill doesn't move on from Tom when he did, and if he doesn't take Mac last season in the draft, who's going to be your quarterback in 2022? Legitimate question because okay, you don't get Mac, and then you look at this year's draft. It's one of the weaker quarterback classes we've seen. We're talking about Matt Corral. We're talking about Malik Willis. We're talking about Kenny Pickett, who apparently is like double jointed with his thumb. So he couldn't get his fingers measured at the combine or his hand size measured. So when you just look at it from that perspective, as it pertains to this upcoming offseason in 2022, you couldn't get a guy that came into the NFL with a higher pedigree than Mac. And even if you say, hey, maybe you could have gotten one of those quarterbacks in terms of, the draft. Well, you also wouldn't have a great pick, right? If Brady was, even if you look at it with Mac this year, you still wouldn't have a great pick of Tom Brady's your quarterback, because of course you would expect you'd win maybe an additional game from what Mac Jones did, or maybe two additional games, but it wasn't going to be good enough to win a Super Bowl with this roster that Brady would have been with. So when you look at all those things and you add them up, it was the right time to move on from Brady at that juncture. You needed to make a change in terms of the quarterback position because Brady did not want to be here with the roster that you had. And secondarily, if you were going to do that, you had to figure out who was going to be the next guy. And you believe you have that player in Mac Jones. And I know one of the things you can throw out there, well, Hey, if Brady retired, maybe you could get one of these disgruntled quarterbacks elsewhere, elsewhere, rather like the Russell Wilson, like the Aaron Rodgers. Well, let me tell you this. You think any of those guys want to come here and replace Tom Brady? If like, this was Tom's final year, just look about it from this perspective. Cam Newton came here because he didn't have another opportunity. He was playing on a league minimum salary. Say if Cam was a free agent last year and he was still viewed as MVP Cam. He had no injury issues. He played like a similar season to the one that he won his MVP award. You'd think if he was going to go to the highest bidder, he went would have went to the Patriots. No chance. No chance he would have come to the Pats. All right, 617-779. Seven ninety-three seven the number. Let's get to Pauly. He's in a truck. What's up, Pauly?
6: Well, so Pauly's on the couch right now. It's kind of late to be in the truck, probably. Oh, all
5: right. It. Hey, I appreciate you staying up, Pauly. <laughs> so you're
6: always worth staying up for, that's for sure, Brian. Appreciate so
1: it's it. it's
6: a seamless seamless transfer from my to you. Okay, um what are you talking about when you say uh Brady didn't want to didn't want to stay here because of the roster they had? The only reason why you didn't stay here. It's because they didn't give him the two years that he wanted. And Farrier told me himself that he would have stayed, stayed here for $20 million a year for two years. Okay, that's how badly he wanted. I don't to buy
5: stay. it, Paulie. I still. don't buy it. With the state of the roster yeah. where it was, I believe Brady factored in football to it.
6: Uh, you, Brian, you are so wrong. It's not even funny. He wanted to, a two-year contract. He wanted to stay here. He cried, to, cried to Bob Kraft because he couldn't get had to be as he was leaving because he couldn't get those two years now. I want to get uh, get back to the you know, the. Well, I agree to disagree
5: on that. What about... was your other point?
6: All right. The, uh, the the Giselle. What what do you have left to prove? Oh yeah, the yeah. He's probably he's going to be thinking now because really wants to go home. To San Fran Is, you know you know Giselle. I'll tell you what I may have left to prove, and that's that I can get along without you if you don't shut your mouth, get off my back, and fall in line. Whoa. You know what you you know Holly. what you're getting into. You knew who you were getting into when you married me, and now you want to change the script by trying to manipulate me into retirement. I want to go home to San Fran, and if I get the opportunity, to, uh, the opportunity arises, I'm going to do it with or without you. If he doesn't draw the line with her, she's going to run him ragged for the rest of his life, and he'll end up resenting her and getting rid of dumping her anyway somewhere down the line. He'll definitely fall out of love with her. If he gets a chance to go home to San Fran, she tries to step in the way, he's trying, and he's trying to work that out and she's trying to tell him to retire, he's already the, the beginnings of that. Resentment. Wait, so hold
5: on, Paul. But Let I, me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, though. You think it's 100%... She's she's a z- real,
6: I think she's a real pain in the ass, man. And she's a rat in the woodpile all the way back until <laughs> 2015, Jeez. all right, with the flight gate, started and, and ran up the back stairs to Kraft's office, breaking the chain of command, put the final nail in the coffin of that kid. You don't do that around here. She did it though. She th- thinks she's something. She thinks she's it. Okay, she's selfish. Very selfish. Oh, well, hold on, Paulie. What were they, they going to? What were they, the they eventually going to? What were they eventually going do to with Jimmy? Up.
5: What? What were they eventually going to do with Jimmy? You think they're just going to pay two quarterbacks? No, Jimmy's. Jimmy is. What were you talking about? Jimmy was here. Yeah, I thought you said the nail in the coffin, trading yeah, that, the kid.
6: That, that, that's all past, Brian. Jimmy's out. Jimmy. I tell you, he chased Jimmy out of town here. And, and that door is open because Jimmy's leaving San Fran right now. And Trey Lance KP,
5: he can't play. No, hold He's on. Hold on, division. Paulie. Hold on. I'm trying to clarify what you're saying here. So are you saying you that Giselle that is the reason Jimmy Fran. was traded? What? That, you know, Were you saying Giselle you know, was mean? the reason Jimmy was traded? No, oh. no, no. I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Her going up the back stairs to craft.
6: Uh, she's the one that started the Rumbles when they when when, when Coach was up, was uh, up against uh, at Tommy for not for going over his head and and deflating the footballs without his knowledge. But Tommy did the right thing because he insulated the boss. He insulated me by not telling him so he didn't get him in trouble. That's why he did it that way. Okay. That's that's not it. But her going up the back stairs, then started the grumbling from there because Belichick was getting at on him for that. Okay. She started getting aggravated, and aggravated to the point where she went up the back stairs and started throwing furniture uh, around the old man's office. And, uh, uh, Do you have this documented, outside. Pauly? What? Do you have this on record? Hey, listen, you know that, and everybody else knows that she went up the went up the back stairs to the office, the Johnny football meeting with, with Bob Kraft. That's
5: breaking
7: oh, I, the Paulie,
5: pre- look. I appreciate the call. I have no intel about Giselle going into Robert Kraft's office and throwing chairs around. Clearly, Paulie, uh, not the biggest fan of Giselle, but I really do when I look at this decision as it pertains to the Giselle part of the equation. Obviously, that's a major factor in this. We all know this. Giselle has wanted him to retire for years, it's a major factor in it, but I don't think that we should dismiss what has happened with that Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster? Because I feel like it would have been, and this is why this situation has kind of been clarified to me personally, at least my opinion on it has kind of been clarified, because I look at the roster too, and you look at the salary cap implications. They have just $7.6 million in salary cap space. They have all these impending free agents. They have Godwin, who's going to be gone. They have Antonio Brown's no longer part of the equation anymore. They have all these guys who are going to be looking for paydays, And they have, in all likelihood, Byron Leftwich leaving the organization as well. Brady probably looks at it and says, this is 2019 all over again. I've already went down that road. I'm not playing my final season when I'm miserable, right? Brady hated 19. He was miserable. So when you look at all that in context, that's why I believe Brady isn't coming back. Is because he doesn't think this Buccaneers team can actually win the Super Bowl. And just getting back to Paulie's point about Brady. I truly still believe that part of Brady's reason for leaving. Now, Belichick made it easier for him by never giving that contract extension that he ultimately wanted. Belichick made Brady's decision for him. I'm not dismissing that whatsoever. I'm not saying Belichick didn't have a major role, and he clearly did. He didn't want to give Tom that extension. But when I come back to Brady's part of it, Brady didn't want to come back to that 19 roster in 2020. He knew he couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore. He knew the roster was bare bones, and part of that's on Bill. We're drafting poorly during that stretch. I'm not defending Bill when it comes to the actual roster, but I'm just pointing it out. I believe Tom Brady won an opportunity late in his career to win a Super Bowl, and he didn't want it to be 19 all over again. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Seth. He's in Florida. Seth, what's up, man? How's it going, Brian? Good.
4: I, You know, I I find this whole thing very fascinating, and and I – I, I, you know, I think he's he's done. I think he's retiring, and yep. I, and the main reason I think that is because you know we got some major news organizations who had several people report this story, and they're sticking by it, and and so are their their companies. So if if this turns out not to be true, to me that's the story. Yeah. Like how, how how did how how were they allowed to to go forward with this, um, and stick by it? So. You know, oh, my God, what, Seth. Can you what, imagine what, if that what happens? That would be all about? Oh, that would be right. crazy. I mean, like, so is, it, is it about standards of, of journalism, or is it about some really weird, weird stuff going on inside the Brady camp, and people are confused, but even that would speak to the legitimacy of those sources. So, I mean, that would be the big controversy, but I think, you know, Brady, on this podcast tonight, um, he just figures, I'm tuning out the noise. And I'm just going to go forward with my plan of how I was going to handle this whole thing. And and I think he will probably go through the motions and feel like he's controlling the narrative. And he's always been really good at that. But I think in this case, with everything up, you know, out in the open like this, he seems a little arrogant by just pretending
5: that it's not out. there. Yeah, Seth, I'm completely with you on that. I, I believe that he should have just admitted that he's retiring. Right. Because it feels like that's the decision he's already made. And if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm an idiot for saying this, but I believe Brady already knows he's retiring. So he brings up this whole thing during the podcast about he didn't want to basically hijack championship weekend. Like, it's this big, sacred thing. Oh, my God, we can't say anything on championship weekend. Nobody was talking right. about Brady when the games were going on. Like, it would have been fine, Tom, okay? It would have been fine. I think this is more about Brady wanting this out there on his terms, so he's got to just ignore this and pretend he didn't make his decision yet. That's what he's doing, which, to me, it's 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 a little bit ridiculous. I mean, just tell us you're retiring. We right. all know.
4: And I also don't buy this idea that he's not going to be okay not playing football anymore. I mean, he's an extraordinary person. He's goals-oriented. And, you know, he's he's going to aspire to be master of the universe in, in some niche. Interesting, Tom. Creates, so, you know?
5: uh, interesting, Seth. Excuse me. So what do you think Tom's going to do? What do you think his thing's going to be?
4: I mean, maybe this TB12 thing yeah. becomes... The uh, Brady uh, brand, yeah. Maybe that's it. For him. The Brady brand, sure. I mean, who and, knows? But I... I he's just think he's that kind of guy. He's he's not he's not going to go off in obscurity and and you know drink and think about throwing a football. He,
5: <laughs> yeah, he, he, I'm with you on that, Seth. Appreciate the phone call. Maybe that is. And as I mentioned earlier, he basically introduces the Brady brand midway through the season. Maybe that's part of it. By the way, if uh, somebody wants to give me a discount on those joggers, I'll take them. They look pretty sick. They look really comfortable. They look really nice. I would like a pair of those Brady joggers. But nonetheless, just getting back to the Brady thing, like I think brady's more similar to a kobe bryant when the late great kobe bryant when he retired like he had a plan he wanted to get into like the movie industry remember he won an oscar so kobe got into something totally different where he could still be that competitive person right and he wrote children's books and all this different type of stuff like he was able to be competitive in a different thing so maybe this is brady's space maybe the Brady brand and the apparel thing and the fitness thing, maybe that'll be Brady's space because he's not just going to be some normal guy like Jordan, for example, Jordan had his own brand that he created and all that. And then he owned a team. And as Justin pointed out earlier, he thinks Brady's eventually going to own a team. But the point being is Jordan needed to do something else. And I believe Brady's going to have to find that other Avenue. And maybe this is it. Let's get to Mark and Brookline. Hey, Mark. Hey, Bear. What's up? What's up, man? I'm trying to understand your take here. So, um, so first of
3: all, I think he's probably going to retire, yeah. but just to nitpick on one of your points here, and please don't cut me off at 47 seconds or something. It seems like a lot of people get a lot of times here. I've called and listened like religiously. I think you're great, but anyway, I won't back to the point. Okay, cool. Back to the point. Um, so I think he's going to retire. I don't think it's kind of silly of him to sort of pretend on a podcast podcast that, you know, that he hasn't made up his mind. However, I mean, it's a little ridiculous, maybe, except that he wanted to control this narrative. It's not clear that that other than telling zero people that he's really responsible for, you know, Schefter and Darlington or whatever coming out with that. I mean, I'm going to be too hard on them. They're reporters. That's their job. Yeah. But let's be let's be clear about it. He, you know, they didn't check with him because he didn't OK it. If he had okayed it, everything would be as it is. Right. So that's point one. Would you agree with that?
5: Well, this is one. this is what I'd say to that, is the problem for Tom is he had too many leaks and he had too much stuff coming out. So the first one I'd say is that his assistants out here, Ben Rolwitz, looking for jobs, right? He's calling up Burrow. Yeah. He's calling up Allen. He's calling up Mac Jones. Eventually, from one of those guys, somebody in that guy's... It's probably going to leak, It's, right, it's going to get saying. out. And the other right. thing, Mark, is I would mention, in terms of him wanting to control the narrative is he's yep. the one that pulled the plug in the final episode, right? They pulled the plug in the final episode of Man in the Arena, which True. basically pointed to what? And not to mention those newsmakers work at ESPN, and this comes out on ESPN+, Plus, and you have all, all these right. people putting together this documentary. It's not shocking that a producer told Adam Schefter that.
3: No. No, it's not. So basically, so just to finish up point one, and just let me get to point two. So point one is, so, it's, so he got in over his head, and he really couldn't control it, and hence it's a little... I don't know, disingenuous or something to sort of say, well, I'm still making up my mind. Okay. Fair enough. Except if I I was in his position, it's kind of the way he's always been, you know, I don't know if I was a cheater. I don't think I was a cheater. He, (laughs) he, I don't think, I don't think he wants to say things that he didn't come up with when he knows how he wanted to handle it. So I think we can let that one rest. I think he's going to retire and I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll excel at whatever he do. Second point if I'm not mistaken, since I have been listening to you so long, you seem to have taken a little twist on this. Uh, you know, let's put it in the, in the Belichick vindication conversation, and and it's it's related, which is you seem to be taking the position in your comments a moment ago that um, you know that primarily be- uh, Brady wanted out in 2019. After that, because he he didn't have a good roster. No disagreement. He was miserable. Although, what he won twelve, you know, twelve games, whatever it was went on I don't know eight in a row or something like that but I thought you were you were you had the, what I would call the correct narrative a while ago which was he didn't have a lot of options and I would say this is actually not vindication for Belichick and especially Kraft because what it really says is you only had to keep him another two years maybe he could have been a mentor for a young quarterback that you could pick up I'm not even that enamored with Mac Jones looks good and stuff, but. I think the entire future's there. If you had kept him another two years, he would have retired like he said he always wanted to retire. Patriot, like you, like Kraft said that he could, and that would have been the actual vindication. To me, this just makes him look stupid because he wasn't playing another five years; he was going to play another couple of years. What do you think of that?
5: Uh, I mean, it's a fair point, Mark, and I appreciate the phone call. So, it's a fair point in a couple of different aspects of it, but in in terms of just me recalibrating in terms of what I was saying about Brady in terms of why he left, the contract is obviously one of the main things, and the second thing is the talent, right? Because Brady could never make the argument throughout his career that he could find a better place to win than the Patriots. The way that the talent kind of drained in 19, he could actually make that argument, oh, there's actually a lot of places I could go that are better than the Patriots, so I feel like Brady would have never left if the talent was still elite, right? Where Brady always had a really good roster and he always had the best coach in the league. But when he didn't have the talent anymore, it made it easier for him to leave. That that was my only point about that. And in terms of the vindication, I just look at it as, okay, if Tom was only going to be here for two years, this wasn't a Super Bowl caliber roster. It made a total sense to move on from Tom at that particular point because you had to find The next guy, and eventually you did in Mac Jones. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. If you want to weigh in on this, do you buy into Tom actually leaving? Is he really going to retire? Are you really buying it? Tom says he hasn't made up his mind. I'm calling BS on that. I believe Tom is definitely retiring. And the other element is Bill vindicated for moving on from Tom when he did. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you right here on Wea.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We're right back to it. This is Brian Barrett on EEI.
3: So it's fair to say when you're ready to make an announcement, you'll make the announcement. It won't come from elsewhere.
2: I think I just said I'm
4: going to take it, you know, day by day. It really is. I'll take it by the moments and, and figure out when, you know, I feel really confident to allow people to, you know, who I understand my decision affects a lot of people's lives. So when that decision comes, it'll come.
5: All right, that was Brady on with his boy Scratchy. I mean, that is an interesting podcast they have going on there. I like the Brady part of it. I like they had Joe Burrow on tonight, which was great. Oh, man, we we're listening to it before the show. Let's Justin go! <laughs> yeah, there's scratchy Jim Gray. My favorite one, Justin, is the one that you found where he, he tosses to the sponsor, and it's just like it's just like a ringing sound. Like instead of actually like having a live read reading what the sponsor is, it actually tosses to something ringing. That guy's a trip, man. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. That's what he calls him, Tommy. Man, Jim Gray. I feel like that guy has been around like every major event in sports. He was. Remember, he famously or infamously chased Barry Bonds around and was asking him about steroids during a home run derby. He, of course, was in the situation with LeBron James. Remember, he's the guy that was in the seat at the decision. So, LeBron, have you made up your decision? Remember, they delayed it for like 45 minutes because it was a television special. He's asking him all these questions. When did you make the decision? Who knows about the decision? And now he does this podcast with Brady. Let's get to our guy, Wayne. He's in South Boston tonight. Wayne, what's up, man? Barrett,
7: what's up, brother? I just wanted everything you were saying is so true because that's exactly what I'm saying. He's seen the writing on the wall. I don't care what anybody says. And Brady said to himself, don't forget, he said at 45 he was going to quit no matter what. So I think he just moved it up a little bit because, like you said, he's seen that he wasn't going to get no more Super Bowl rings. You know what I mean? Especially not with Tampa Bay. Like you just said, look at it. They have no cap money. They're gonna be able to get no good ones out all year. You know what I mean? A guys, a couple of guys are gonna probably want to leave now because once they know Brady's gone, they're gonna be whoosh, 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 whoosh. and Tampa's gonna go <laughs> right back to where it was. And they only got one year. And I hope they enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Because they just sold out their team for the next five years.
5: <laughs> yeah, and Wayne. And the I, other thing. Well, I mean, you would so do I'm that. Right. You would do that too if you were Tampa, right? I mean, you're not. You're not one of these great organizations. If you're, you're Tampa, you'd do the Brady thing again in a second because yeah, it got you they a title.
7: Yeah. Yeah, but they really thought he was gonna like when the people were saying he's gonna play till he's forty eight, he's gonna play till he's like, Get the hell out of here. He was never gonna play that. Because it comes down to this too. This is another very saying that you you do not laugh at. Happy wife, happy life. Miserable wife, miserable life. Period. That's how it goes when you're married. I don't care. That's why I'm not married. I don't want no one telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Telling me whacking the you know you do what I tell you to do. Yeah, I know. Hey, baby, we're we're we're, we're just friends. We'll see you later. I'm not married to you. You know what I mean? I got
2: that power.
7: Brady don't got that power. Brady don't got that power. You know what I mean? She says whatever she she's the one to make the money, anyways. Even though he has been making money. She's still the one who's a million, billionaire, you know what I mean? All she has to do is say, I'm leaving with the kids, bye-bye, and he'll run right through. You can tell Brady's the sensitive type, you know what I mean? I, I, I've always seen it. he was grew up around three, three um, sisters, correct?
5: Yeah, you think Brady's sensitive?
7: Right, no. What do you mean yeah, by sensitive? I think he's real sensitive. He grew up around three women. When you grow up around, he didn't have no, no brothers. He <laughs> yeah, had three women. Wayne. Plus his, wife, plus his mother. Yeah, but Wayne. He's a mama's boy.
5: Wayne, let me ask you this. Do you think this time around, because you said that you think both are part of it, what do you think is a bigger part to Brady deciding this is it? Is it the fact that this Tampa Bay team doesn't have a Super Bowl caliber roster or that Giselle wants Brady to, to stop playing?
7: Both. Both. Absolutely so it's a tie. It's both. an even he tie. Knows. Yeah, he knows – that, like you just said, Tampa ain't going to take him anywhere. And does he want to be known as the ring chaser? Because that's what they'll be calling him for the rest. Yeah, yeah Wayne, you're right. You know what I mean? Because uh, they be calling him yeah. ring chaser. No, no wait, I'm uh, doing this chasing rings.
5: Wayne, I'm with you on that, and I appreciate the phone call as always, my friend. That was very entertained tonight. His line's open at 617-779-7937. You don't want to turn into Kevin Durant, LeBron James, right? Where it's like, okay, Brady proved his point. He can win without Belichick. You don't want to go to a different team, like his hometown team of San Francisco, which I doubt he'd want to go to at this point anyway because he's named Jimmy Garoppolo and the thing. He said, you want that MF over me? We know he was talking about Jimmy, right? Because that's one of the teams that Brady wanted to go to was the San Francisco 49ers. So you can't do that if you're Tom. You can't say, okay, I just want a championship at Tampa. I'm going to go somewhere else and win a championship because it's like, okay, dude, now you're going to another loaded roster because when we looked at Tampa – and not everyone's like, oh, slam dunk, they're going to go to Super Bowl. But after you examine it and you watch him play, you're like, holy crap, Levante David's like one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Holy crap. Look at what how good Godwin is. Look at how good Mike Evans is, right? And you realize, oh, man, Tom actually chose really wisely. That team's loaded. So if he does that again, I think it's a bad look for Tom if he just joins another loaded roster. So I don't see that happening whatsoever. But I would say when I look at it now, the family portion of this is clearly part of it, and God bless Brady for wanting to spend more time with his family. I'm not going to criticize the guy for doing it, although I do think it's funny that he says that he's a father now. It's like, dude, you met a father for like 14 years. I don't know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to that. But if he wants to spend more time with the family, who am I to criticize Brady for that? But I do believe the bigger part of the equation now, and this is where I've kind of flipped over the past two weeks, where I didn't think he was going to retire but if you start to peel it back and you look at that roster and everything that transpired in Tampa this year, the headache that was Antonio Brown, the guy that turned his back on Tom Brady and took his shirt off at MetLife Stadium, the fact that you have all these impending free agents, Godwin and Jensen, and you could lose your offensive coordinator in Byron Leftwich, and Dominic and Sue is probably going to be playing for a different football team next year. And you start to look at that roster and you say, Yeah. This is starting to feel like 2019 Patriots. That's what I feel like the bigger part of the equation is for Brady more so than anything else. And the fact that he knew he didn't have a Super Bowl caliber roster to come back to, it made his decision easier because he already had that experience in 2019. All seven ninety three seven is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. If you do want to weigh in on the Brady situation, certainly welcome to do so. A couple other things I want to hit tonight. So, I will get to Josh McDaniels and what this means to the Patriots and why it's an awful decision by Josh McDaniels himself. Plus, something I'm grateful for after watching these games this weekend as a Patriots fan. I'll address that in just a bit here on EEI.
3: Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Scratchy. This is I Love EEI.
2: W-E-I. 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 W-E-I.